Serve No Master Essential Skills Lesson, Swimming. Today's episode is brought to you by Social Pilot, the social media and marketing tool for bloggers and small businesses. Join over 20,000 social media pros at servenomaster.com backslash socialpilot today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Today's lesson is going to be a little bit different. Again, the background noise might be different today because I'm on the road. I'm in a hotel. I'm still traveling. I'm actually going to be traveling for at least another two weeks uh, through this complicated journey. And today's lesson is so important to me. And I actually can't believe I haven't talked about this sooner as an episode all by itself. My son started to learn swimming when he was six weeks old. I actually would have taken him in earlier, but my wife wouldn't let me start before then. He loves the pool so much. Now he's still, he's one years old. He's still not a good swimmer, but Swimming to me is one of the most important things you can teach your children and people who don't teach their children to swim, it actually really bothers me. And here's why. Why I went to college, uh, University of Richmond, I'll even tell you college, why not? I'm sure it's different now. When I went to school, the boys lived on one side of the lake, the girls lived on the other, and there was a lake in the middle. I don't know why I went to school there. What a terrible mistake. It's probably why I had, to, I had so many problems learning how to talk to them later because I never I went to an all guys high school. Then I went to a college where we lived across a lake from each other. Total insanity. I never, you know, it took me a really long time to learn how to socialize because of the way I was indoctrinated by school, by education. The first week in school, you know, that you do all this stuff where you get to know the school, like freshmen come a week early, you do all the freshman indoctrination stuff. I forget what they call it. They don't call it indoctrination, but that's what it is, isn't it? And on the last day, the boys all walk across to the girls' side of campus where the school chapel was, and you sign this paper promising you're not going to cheat. Because if there's one thing that stops people from cheating, it's saying that they won't in advance. And the tradition was that after we would sign the thing. We would walk back towards the guys at campus and all the guys would jump in the lake. Now I'm a pretty strong swimmer. I don't look like it. I look like a terrible swimmer. I get that all the time. And I was stronger then than I am right now. Right now I don't swim very much. I spend more, most time paddling and doing other stuff on the water. So like raw swimming, I'm not as good as I used to be. I used to be able to raw swim like for an hour straight. Now that I say that I I should probably practice my swimming more. I just, man, I love the other stuff I do. I love surfing and paddling and stuff, but I don't just get in the water and just swim for an hour anymore. But at the time, I was a pretty strong swimmer. I say I had one of, the, one of the moments where I life was the strongest swimmer. And we jump off this bridge. And the bridge, man, I'm also afraid of heights. So I jump off it. And probably about one out of three guys jumps. Not everyone jumps by any stretch of the imagination. One third jump, two thirds don't. And I jumped in and I hit the water. And the water was really cold. It was like swimming in a mountain lake, which I'd done before. I've done a lot of swimming in water that's just above 36 degrees. Okay. I've never swum in water, like 32, 33. No, thanks. I'm not in the polar bear club, but I've definitely swum in water that's 36 and up, 40 degrees. Definitely. I've swum in the ocean in Wales in winter. Man, it's cold. I would go to the beach in Wales and swim and no one else would be there because it was too cold for everyone else in like April. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I swim from April to October where everyone else is swimming from like June to August and that's it. So I can swim. I'm a good cold water swimmer. Not great. I jumped in the water. My first thought was like, whoa, this is way colder than I thought it was going to be. It was cold enough that it shocked me. And I, my first thought was, man, you got to be a good swimmer to be in this. They definitely, you definitely have to be a good swimmer. And my year, one of the, there was a guy who had a birthmark on his face. We all know who he was. He was a big football player. It's very distinctive guy. So everyone knew who he was. And he jumps in the water. And 
last words he ever spoke were to one of my friends. And he said, I couldn't swim to save my life. Somehow he got caught up in the moment, not knowing how to swim. And he jumped in the water next to one of my friends who probably was one of those guys that weighs like 110 or 120. So you have a 220 pound full player who can't swim. And he grabs my friend and they both go to the bottom of the lake. And my friend nearly dies too. Okay. And then we come up and all the girls are watching. One of the girls notices the guy doesn't come back up because of course he was a handsome guy. There were certainly no girls that would have noticed if I didn't come back up at the time. I'll tell you that. So one of the, of course, there's always the student who was the summer lifeguard goes in, they find the guy, they pull him out. It's too late. Pull him out. They're doing the whole CPR thing, like 10 feet away from me. And I, I think they banned the jumping in the lake after that, even though they've been doing it for a hundred years. And it's like a lot my life was, that was one of those moments that changed my life. That was when I decided to learn to be an EMT. I worked on ambulance for a year. A lot of ambulance stories because I never wanted to feel helpless again. I never wanted to be a situation where someone was hurt and I did not help them. So this guy had drowned and I didn't actually know what to do. I had taken a CPR class when I was a Cub Scout, but I didn't remember it. That's one of the reasons I'm working even now on my parenting emergency product, which is a big product all about how to deal with all the different emergencies. And then so much work because there's so many things we don't think about as parents. And swimming for me is absolutely critical because I look at this guy who, if you looked at me and him, you would think super athlete pig. I don't look anything like an athlete. People always underestimate me as an athlete. People always think that I'm a joke as an athlete. People always mass think I'm way worse than I am. Okay. I'm not a great natural athlete, but I'm not horrible. I exercise almost every day. I love to be out there, but yeah, I'm a little bit fat. You should look at the two of us. And if you thought who's going to die from drowning, you would definitely think it would be me. And I watched this guy die in front of me. One of the most horrible things I've ever seen. And a part of me blames his parents for not teaching him to swim. And when I say part of me, I say most of me. It's inex- in my opinion, it's inexcusable to not teach your kids how to swim because there's water everywhere. You know, I understand people, he grew up in the city, he grew up in an inner city environment where there's not a lot of pools around, but I know there's public pools everywhere. If you have to, you can go to the YMCA where YMCA will teach anyone to swim for free. They're totally into it. And I know that you can't even go to Harvard if you don't know. So make you take a swim test because they had a kid drown like 60 or 70 years ago. So the school goes, that's not happening again. You can't come if you can't learn the skill. And for that reason, swimming is to me an essential skill as a parent. I started teaching my daughter to swim when she was around two years old. Okay. Cause you think, oh, you got to wait till your kids too. And she hated it. Like you wouldn't believe. And I was one time teaching her, I, I would wait to teach my daughter. I used to live in a large building, like a large complex. And so I would wait till everyone was done for the day. So I would teach her around sunset when the pool is empty. And one day we're out there and she's howling. And this guy who's outside, the only guy who's outside, he's outside on like his porch, like on the fourth floor for playing on his iPad. I don't know why he's outside, okay? Starts shouting at me. Like, she doesn't like it. What do you think you're doing? You're a monster. And all I could think about was, and I tried to curse on my podcast, but I'm about to, I want to. This guy is trying to get between me and teaching my daughter an essential life skill. Now, my daughter is probably the best swimmer. In her, for, she's definitely the best swimmer for her age on her island. And she's an am, amazing swimmer. One of the things that I do every once in a while, I'll grab her and throw her into the middle of the pool. And if she's not expecting it, sometimes she doesn't like it at all. But then she swims to the middle. Here's why. She's fallen into a pool a few times, okay? I would rather her learn the skill from surprise as well. So a lot of kids know how to swim, but they don't, if they get thrown into the pool by surprise, they forget. And that's happened to her before. So she's actually over the surprise phase as well. My daughter's four now. She's a really strong swimmer. I don't worry about it at all. I, I don't let her swim by herself. I would never let her swim by herself, but I know that she could in an emergency. Very important to me. 
people who don't see people who don't see swimming as an essential skill don't treat it the same way, and that's why people drown. But I will not let that happen to one of my kids because it's so important to me. And I actually have other essential skills I'm going to talk about in some future episodes because I realize parenting is a big part of my life. So my son, he loves swimming. My son can't swim as only as one. Now there are classes you can take. Unfortunately, they're very protective of their information because I wanted to uh, teach my son this thing. It's like survival swimming. They teach kids as young as like a couple months old, if they get thrown to the pool, how to swim to the edge of the pool on their backs. Unfortunately, my kids don't know how to do that rescue survival swimming because you can't find the information online. You can only learn a person, probably because maybe that's the only way you can learn. But they throw like a three-month baby in the middle of the pool and the baby swims to the edge. And I saw this thing online. I saw the video online. My friend taught his kid to do it. It was the coolest thing I ever saw. And all these people are like, you're a monster. How could you teach your kid to do that? How could you throw your kid in the middle of the pool? And say, like, man, p- kids fall in pools all the time. It's much better to see what will happen when you're there and you can rescue them, right? And you can actually take care of it. So it depends how you see swimming determines how you react when you see one of those videos. If you see swimming as fun, then you think, what are you doing? You're throwing your kid in the middle of the pool. What are you, a monster? But when you think about the danger of a kid falling in a pool, and I've been in one of those scenarios. When I was a little kid, I fell in a pool and almost died. My Dad had to dive in and save me. Oh, it could have been my mom. I hope it was my dad. If I'm telling the story wrong, I'm such a jerk. But I fell into a pool. My sister saw and screamed. One of my parents jumped in and saved my life because I didn't know how to swim at a young age. So I see swimming in a different way. I see swimming as a survival skill. I love swimming. It's entertainment, but it's a core skill first because I've been around too much drowning stuff. And I've uh, saved, I actually, a few years after that incident in college, I saved a woman's life from drowning when I was in Japan. She has two kids. I like looking at the pictures of those kids on Facebook because I'm like, wow, I did something right. It was one of the most things I did in my life before I got married and started having my own kids. My reaction to swimming and changing it from entertainment to an essential skill is the reason that lady and her children are still around. Okay. So for me, swimming is not a joke. Swimming is, I love swimming, but at the same level, it's a core skill. So it's very important to teach your children that skill. It's very important if you don't know how to swim to learn. Because we always end up in situations where something happens. You know, we end up we're on a cruise or we end up near a lake or a river and there's always something, right? And you never know when it's going to happen. What if there's a flood? You never know when it's going to happen, but it comes up enough that it's worth learning. It's too important. And as you're training your children, one of the things I've been discovering is there's all these new tools. And unfortunately, I missed the boat on a couple of them. There's this thing you could do with a kid where you get like a um, circle, like a donut of air like a floaty, right? We think of the floaty, but you get one that's the size of just the kid's neck and then the kid's body's in the water and can swim. We didn't get one of those for my son because I didn't kind of discover that technology until he's too big. We got some, we have some really cool things and I'll, I'll post links to the stuff we use as well. We have this thing called, uh, forget the name. There's a, if you look them up, there's a couple of things called like splashers and paddlers for kids. Unfortunately, they're for, they expect you to teach your kid to swim when they're like three or four. So all, most of the swimming tools are too big. I'm like, man, my daughter doesn't need this at all. These swim training, she's, she can swim on her own, no problem. She can swim probably for an hour lapse without getting too tired. She can swim just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. She also can climb out of the pool when the water's too low. Where we live, if it's really hot, the water gets low. And if it rains, the water's higher in the pool. So sometimes it's like two inches of water until you're at the edge of the pool. And sometimes it's like a foot or a foot and a half. One of the things that I made her learn how to do was when she's tired to climb out by herself. I taught her to go swim to where there's the uh, drain on the side of the pool and to stick her foot in that hole and then climb out. So, because what happens if she falls and she swims to the edge and she's still too tired? She needs to be able to get out of the pool. That's a survival skill. Everyone saw me teach her that. They go, what are you doing? And remember, she used to scream and now she loves swimming and she's a really good swimmer because of the way I see swimming. Went through, it was a really hard teacher to swim. It was a real struggle. We waited too long in my opinion. That's why with my son, we started six weeks instead of two years. I go, I learned my lesson. I'm starting right out the gate. 
when you see swimming this way for your children, for yourself, you start to think about the other steps. A lot of people teach your kid to swim and not how to get out of the pool. What good is that? Especially, so it's just, and the other thing you can do is you can teach your kid to go to the edge of the pool and then to climb along the sides till they get to the stairs as well. But what happens if they're too tired to go to climb all the way around the pool? So I wanted to have multiple ways of getting out. Very important to me. Try to teach that to my son, but he just always wants to jump in. He can't swim. What we're getting next for his age, now that he's one, because the paddlers and splashers are too big and they're great. We actually got one and it's amazing, but it's too big for him. And we looked at trying to resize it and it wouldn't quite work. It's basically like two arm floaties on the sides. And then there's a chest, the front of your chest has a band of floatiness as well. Like life, it's made out of life jacket instead of thing you inflate with air. But he doesn't know how to keep his face out of the water properly because he's, he's at that age where he doesn't realize you can't breathe underwater. I've been trying to teach him that, but he just doesn't, he's, you know, he's a baby, what are you going to do? So what we need, and what I'm actually picking up this week in America, is a thing called a Fred's Swim Trainer. I haven't used one yet, but the reviews look amazing on Amazon, so I'll post a link. But it's in between these different levels. It's for his age. I think you can actually start at six months with it or something. So I'm going to check it out and probably use it for the next child as well. I want to do better teaching the kids. To swim. I, I actually feel like my son should be a much better swimmer than he is. It's my fault. I don't think I, I, you know, I didn't know how to teach rescue swimming because there's no videos or training online and it's kind of limiting. So I did read a bunch of books, the one and all this other stuff, but I just want him to be an amazing swimmer as fast as possible because he's always trying to crawl into the pool. His birthday party last week, he tried to crawl in the pool like five or six times. He wants to be in the water all the time. He loves swimming so much. And I love it because I love swimming too. So this essential skill there's really cool tools out there to help you. And there's a couple of things along the way. You can take lessons at the Y. I really recommend it. It's something I want you to think about. I know it's a little bit off topic, but really serving a master for me. And I had a big talk with someone this the other day. He goes, oh, you're too, your message is too wide. For me, it's about helping the people to have amazing lives. And a big part of that is passing on your amazing life to your children. A big part of that is being prepared for certain types of emergencies. Now, I'm not into survivalism. I'm not thinking there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. But I do know that things happen because I've been around in my life several drowning incidents. The first time I couldn't do anything. The second time I could. I don't want you to have to go through that. There's nothing worse than something bad happening to your kids. So it doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter. All those things. Where I live, I live on an island Huge numbers of people. There's a whole island nation. Most of the country can't swim. People go to the beach and they don't, they never go more than 10 feet into the water. And I couldn't figure out that for ages. When I first met my wife, she didn't know how to swim either. I had to teach her how to swim as well. She still says that she doesn't know how to swim, but she's actually a pretty good swimmer now. How can you surf all the time and not be a pretty good swimmer, right? But when you see it as an entertainment or as a fun, as opposed to a survival skill, you approach it differently. So please... Think about the importance of swimming. If you're like me, if you have younger children, teach them how to swim. If you don't know how to swim yourself, please learn. It's such a critical skill. Think about how many, there's like a billion pools in America. There's lakes and rivers everywhere. There's flooding all the time. I've been in multiple floods. I've been in a lot of natural disasters. I've actually been in every natural disaster except for asteroid attack and volcano. I've been in cyclone, hurricane, typhoon, massive earthquakes, multiple massive earthquakes. I was just in a 6.7. I've also been in an 8. I've been in, what else? Oh, no, I haven't been in a civil war. That's a natural disaster. I haven't been in that one either. But all the things on the list where this is act of God, uh, tornado, yes. Massive lightning strikes, yes. I can't remember all the ones on the list, but I, I went through the list one time and I've been near, all, near or in all of them. So 
you can't predict what's going to happen in the world around you. You know, everyone talks, everyone, you know, there's like natural disaster moves, like the whole world's going to flood. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I've been in multiple floods. You never know when stuff is going to happen. And this is one of those critical skills. So please, I know ironically, yesterday's lesson was too long. So this lesson is going to be shorter because it's a real simple message. Take the time to research swimming technology, depending on your age, depending on your kid's age. It's a really useful skill worth living. And let's say there is a zombie apocalypse. You're being chased. You get to a river. If you can swim across, you live. If you can't, you die. So just in case there's a zombie apocalypse as well, you'll be ready for that scenario. So you have, there's two good reasons to learn. It's an important essential skill. And in case there's a zombie apocalypse, it could save your life. If there's one thing I know, it's that zombies can't swim. They have to walk along the bottom of the lake or the bottom of the river. And that's much slower than swimming across. Think about the things in your life. Think about these kind of skills that are more than just fun that we don't think about all the time. There's a couple of essential skills I'll be talking about in the future. I have a little list of what I'm thinking about working on and things to talk about. And I'll give you those ideas now. In the future, in the future lessons, we're going to talk about first aid. We're going to talk about forming an LLC, understanding that for protecting you financially. We're going to talk about sewing, map skills, and gardening. These are kind of the primary skills I think are the essential skills. I looked online, a lot of those survivalism skills, there, a lot of them are a bit too much, but the ability to do these different things is really important. Sewing, I, know, I actually know how to sew. I'm a pretty good sewer. I can't sew a dress, but I can definitely, you got a cut on your arm, I'll sew that close. We're both going to regret it, but if you have to do that's why it's more important. It's actually for injury selling. I think it's an important skill. But these are little skills that kids don't learn anymore. I actually, and I cannot use a sewing machine. I tried to learn as a kid. I tried to learn as an adult as well. So that part of sewing, I can't do. I'm only good at hand sewing. But sometimes you just got to fix something, you know, and you're at work and your pants break down. So I don't want to go down and ruin that lesson in advance, but we're going to cover some essential skills in future lessons that I think are important for survival, that I think are important for being ready for different scenarios, being able to handle certain things are very important. And being able to swim, having your children able to swim protects you from disaster. When I was living in London, every couple of weeks, you'd hear about someone getting drunk and going in the water. Same in Florida. People get drunk and swim and die. I've never, I'm not a drunk swimmer. I don't drink and swim. I can't believe people do. <laughs> Do one or the other, fine. But you want your children to be strong swimmers. You want to be a strong swimmer because you never know what's coming your way. And there's tons of videos and lessons and tools you can use no matter your age, no matter your kid's age. You can teach your kids to swim as early as a couple of weeks old. Do it because I don't want you to go through what I went through. And I don't want you to go through what this guy's parents went through. His parents, this was almost 20 years ago now, 18 years ago. I'm now exactly double the age I was when I watched this happen. His parents probably never recovered. I would never recover. I don't think I could recover something happened to my kids. And if it was my fault because I didn't prepare them for a scenario, how can you not teach your kid to swim and then send them to a school with a giant lake in the middle? I don't know. I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want that to happen to anyone else. So this is kind of a more serious lesson because it's too important. We got a couple of other essential skills we'll talk about in the future, right? Business and a little bit taking care of stuff. This is the most critical one because it's the one that I saw happen. And I'll I'll never forget it. I'll never forget how I felt in that moment. And I'll never forget how I felt the moment four or five years later when I saved a woman's life because I had taken a new approach to swimming and I got to my EMT course and stuff. So think about those things. And please, if there's one thing you do, teach your kids to swim. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. 
Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Follow me at facebook.com backslash serve no master.